Bromance Podcast is sponsored by listeners like you and by Golden Lux Candles. Don't just talk about it, be about it. Want that love that you see in the rom-coms? Check out Golden Lux Candles with intentional candles ready to be set. They're featuring their That's the Way Love Goes candle right now on their website. This candle is charged with the intention of love. Are you looking to open your heart to love? Whether your intention is self-love, platonic love, romantic love. Okay, I'm sorry. This is more times I've said love uh, <laughs> than ever. And I'm about to get Beetlejuiced. You know, uh, it's like, no, my kryptonite. Ah! So it never finds love again because you said it three times in a mirror with these candles lit. Yeah, it's like Bloody Mary. But yeah, no, go to Golden Lux Candles or, uh, at, in, on Instagram at Golden, L-U-X-E candles uh and then from there you can go to their etsy shop if you use code bromance you can get a discount you know so golden lux candles they have candles they have candles dedicated to love but these aren't just like a oh light it and it smells like something these are candles infused with intentions now i read all the harry potter books i know a lot about magic witchcraft so like you know i, I presume within these candles there's like so, uh, your, your lover's hair will be implanted yeah. into these candles and that when you burn it you know, they'll then want Just you. Set a polyjuice potion on fire is really what we're putting down here. So remember, go to Instagram, go to at golden L U X E candles. Use promo code bromance, all caps, B R O M A N C E. Get yourself a candle. Hey, Garrett. Mm, yes, Boca. Have you heard of Plato, Aristotle, Socrates? I spoke Plato as a kid. Is that what you mean? Moron. Hi, I'm Boca. And I'm mentally challenged. Oh, okay. And uh, this is the Bromance Podcast, where two dudes talk about romantic comedies because Love is Dead, movies are real, and Robin Wright can still get it. Um, this week, we're talking about the 1987 Rob Reiner flick, The Princess Bride. And joining us for this episode, a uh, close personal friend, filmmaker, and fellow USC alum, Benedict Chu. Benny, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Uh, I'm just grateful to be here, you know? This is the Oscars. <laughs> Look, I'm preparing. I'm preparing for the Oscars. All right. Every Ooh. day we inch closer. And so uh, you know, it yeah. be the next day. Step uh, by step. Yeah, thanks for thanks for inviting me on. I mean, it's it's taken you long enough, season seven. Yeah. Oh, wait, that's why you asked me at the beginning. Oh, what season is this? Just yeah, so yeah, you can yeah. just, act just, offended. I, I actually actually yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. Like you're he's not you don't want the avid listeners, but you're a movie buff. And so I knew you had, you picked Princess Bride out of this list for guest spots. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's a, like I, you sent me the list and I was like, this is interesting. I obviously love fantasy adventure. Um, yeah, it, it's interesting because this movie is not like your traditional rom-com. No. But my belief is always every movie has a little bit of romance in it. Um, okay. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm thrilled for this one. Yeah, that's yep. when I when we when he picked it, I was like, "Is this actually a rom com?" Because it's like a fantasy movie that I guess there are. It is funny, and there's technically people that are in love in it. But like, when you think rom com, it's like not like when Harry met Sally. It's yeah, the Princess it, Bride. It's not archetypical, you know. It, it's a backdoor rom com because it's very funny. It's like it's mm. my it didn't it ever like had to pause. Ha ha ha! I'm laughing so laughing so much. Knee slapper. This is like. A lot of good New Yorker cartoons type of humor. Um, I bet Frasier would love this movie. Um, yeah. yeah, so it has a whole lot of calm. And then Rom is not just in it, but it's important to it in a plot way. Like, okay, put those things together. You got a rom-com. Just because the, the central enemy to their love is external as opposed to internal. So that's kind of the, the difference compared to like when Harry met Sally, 500 Days of Summer, what have you, Moonstruck. So you do get the same Billy Crystal cameo. Yeah. I, did, I didn't even realize it was Billy Crystal at first. Yeah. yeah. You didn't? Did, oh, Benny, yeah. I, I had no idea either. I had no idea. Yeah. The, the guy who's like reviving him, that's uh, Billy the Crystal. The guy disappeared. Miracle Max. Yeah. Yeah. Miracle Max. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it's, it's interesting because like I feel like most of what we know about rom-coms these days is like, okay, what is the modern day like first world problems? Can't get a girlfriend, can't get a boyfriend, like dating sucks. And Obviously, Boca, you you and I know much about that, especially through our USC days. Okay, I don't want to love you. Jesus Christ, man. 
Just in your own career. Are you still single? Because uh, I'm still single. So uh, Don't say still. Again, This I don't know if I like this show anymore. Because it's giving people the wrong impression. Because yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a complainer is what it is. So you won't be hearing about the dates I go on. You'll just be hearing about the, the dates that don't pan out. Yeah. But yeah. No. But yeah, um, Princess Bride is it's set in like a you know it's it's a fantasy movie like i feel like back then there were they had so much more to worry about mm -hmm. and uh it's i mean i'll let you guys kick it off but it's kind of indicative of the plot it's like mm -hmm. you have to save your kidnapped uh bride essentially yeah versus like oh this girl won't text me back so i don't know yeah what, which what, yeah. which in fact no which is harder to overcome oh no my bride has been kidnapped by the king who also just plans to murder her for very stupid reason um versus i can't make you love me like which is <laughs> harder to overcome <laughs> garrett do you want to pick what yeah which would be I worse mean, i feel like i feel like in the she won't text me back scenario at least she's not being actively murdered so i mean you know big win for her for her yeah this isn't yeah. about <laughs> this is right, romance podcast, baby. You know, yeah, fuck it. She can die. Just at least no. take it back. It's like back then, they didn't have that many options. It's like, am I gonna be with a guy who wants to murder me, or the guy who like will will uh, uh, the guy will do everything I tell him to do? Like, it's an easy choice. It wasn't that he. Right, I mean, <laughs> no. you know that that he doesn't just do everything that she tells him to do. It's kind of his job. So it's not yeah. like he's simping, he's just employed. That's well, but then he left. Well, anyway, I'll, I'll let you guys. Yeah. Uh, let's, <laughs> yeah. Let, let's, let's kick it off. Um, out the gate, we get like a Nintendo Entertainment System and young Freddy Savage. Was that Fred or Ben Savage? It's Fred, right? Fred, yeah. I yeah. thank God you didn't quiz me. <laughs> you, know, you know the Savages. Yeah. Well, I saw, what was it? Not Growing Pains. The, the Wonder, Wonder Years. Years. Is that what he's from? The Wonder Years was Fred Savage, then Boy Meets World was Ben. And they've never done anything together, which is, or to my knowledge. Wait, is I'm, Ben Savage Corey Matthews? Yes. Holy shit, I didn't know they were related. The, the last name is Savage. It's not common. Well, I, don't, I, I mean, his name is Corey Matthews. I don't, I don't You didn't know his real name. name. Okay. I don't know the name of the guy that plays Barney. I just knew his fucking some jackass like, giant purple costume. Yeah. That's, that's a whole different level, okay? And in fact, this is now the logic holds up to me when I was eight. You're not eight. You're 29. Okay. You're, you're well, damn near. Wow. Exposing. Him. Yeah. Exposing Everyone knows. Oh, okay. All the kids are talking about it, Benny. It's fine. Um, I got six months left of my 20s. God, we're six months away from February. Wow. That, oh, that's probably less. That's about it's right. like five. It feels like it feels like six, but I think it's five. 2021 was better than 2020, but still, it was a bit of a. Why am I alive? I feel like I need a le like a year back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me do what the, the Walt Disney treatment and just freeze myself a little bit to get some extra time. There you go. All right. So, young Wonder Years Fred Savage, he's sick, and his really cool granddad. So I brought you a book to cheer you up, and Ben Fred Savage like books, granddad. Ugh, this is 1987. I want a ColecoVision and uh, worship Ronald Reagan. And granddad's like, this book was given to me by my father, and I gave it to your father, and I'm and I was up my ass for seven years in Vietnam, and now I read this book to you. Um, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's so fine. He reads the book, and the book is the movie because the movie is a book. You know, right, have I lost right. everybody? <laughs> I mean, you had me at shove the book up my ass during the Vietnam War. Yeah. Listen, I was doing Pulp Fiction, okay? I know, I know. Yeah. If two guys can't have a movie podcast where they talk about Pulp Fiction, then I don't want to live in America. Yeah. Right. So now the movie starts, or the book starts, whatever. Um, and it's about Buttercup. Terrible name. Uh, Horrible name. Honestly, awful. zero star name. All the Powerpuff Girls fans just tuned out here. I love Powerpuff Girls. It goes Bubbles, Buttercup, Blossom, and Power Ranking. I'm just saying for really, a yes. Wait, Bubble. what do you mean Power Rank? Okay, we're going to oh, sidetrack. That's oh. what we do. <laughs> um, who's the green one? I like the green. Green, green one. one's Buttercup, and she's mean and she punches shit. Yeah, I like Buttercup. Yeah, what else? <laughs> hey, listen, Benny, I agreed with you. 
when I was five, <laughs> but now I'm an adult and I can appreciate Bubble being soft in a hard world. Mm-hmm. And then Blossom's just uppity, which I can relate to, but still it's like the least interesting character. Yeah. Garrett, who's your favorite Powerpuff girl? <laughs> this is currently a debate. Uh, I, I don't think I ever watched them. Oh, you're a little old, so it's fine. I'm, wow. Just, <laughs> yeah. Just roasting him today. Listen, he hasn't, oh, that's my favorite thing. But yeah, no, I mean, yeah. if you haven't watched Powerpuff Girls, that's the only logical explanation. So. I mean, it was on. I just, like, I was like, uh, they're saying Totally Spies or something. Totally Spies. I put it in that bucket. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Fine. So Buttercup, terrible name for a human girl. And she's living on a farm in this fictional kingdom of Florin. And on the, so I guess she's just the farmer's daughter? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you're just the farmer's daughter. Fine. Let's, let's say he's a minor lord, Duke Earl Lesser. Fine. Because why did, why does she have a stable boy named Wesley who she can boss around like this if she's just a farm girl? It's like, bitch, you got chores too. Turn butter. Talking about shine my saddle. But daddy has a farm, and he's trying to fuck his boss. So here we are. Oh God. Yeah, there we go. What century is this setting? It's it's like what's the HR world? like at, at that time? <laughs> Table boys didn't have rights back then. Oh yeah, employment rights. I don't know if they do now. It's yeah. terrible. Um, right. So Wesley, he always says "as you wish," and that narration tells this. Um, it's like, hey, every time he says "I as you wish," it's really him, his way of saying "I love you." Right. Um, Which then, I think is the definition of simping, but <laughs> I know you disagree. Do I? Well, you said he was or like, like a employed. Six... I think he's employed mm. at the beginning, and then like eventually he's like, okay, no, I, I want to, I like this. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Gary, what are you saying? I was going to say, or it's the official phrase of every successful marriage ever. <laughs> no, I think with Buttercup and Wesley, he works on the farm. So even if, even if he wasn't attracted to Buttercup, he would have to do what she says. Him saying mm-hmm. as you wish was his thing. His way to communicate it indirectly, very Britishly, like water for chocolate, and be like, hey, I love you. And so, cool, yay. Um, they kiss in the sunset. And then Ben, this young savage, is like, ugh, kissing. And it's like, shut the fuck up, nerd. <laughs> Virgin. Wait until you discover magazines yeah yeah exactly i don't know yeah it's 87 so he's gonna be approaching like i guess pam anderson playboy spreads he's like oh now i get the princess bride yeah he's like i can read why are all the pages stuck together (laughs) uh garrett that's too much (laughs) now we have that image you should feel terrible um right and so he's like oh we want to get married i have no money all right so i'm gonna go travel to get more money um okay but then, like, she hears, oh, the ship he was on when he's traveling to go get money was attacked by the dread pirate Roberts, who apparently was a real dude, according to Google. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Yeah. 18th century sure. pirate in the Caribbean, um, not a pirate of the Caribbean, and allegedly one of the most uh, profitable pirates ever. Damn. Good for him. And so, oh, no, Wesley's dead. And so, too, my heart has died. Think Janet Jackson at the beginning of Poetic Justice. And then five years later, and this is the part where I have the questions. Okay, my love is dead. I'm now betrothed to Prince Humperdinck, heir to the throne of our kingdom of Florin. Why? Well, yeah, because it seems like she's just kind of like, you know, middle-class family that happens to have a ranch. And now we're, we're marrying the king. Yeah. Like, you just fucking go around local surf ships. And it's like, you know what? I want your daughter. She's the lucky winner to be. Uh, I'll marry her and then behead her on the night of our marriage. Water, yeah, because it's fourteen eighty, and this is what we. Yeah, I was I was confused, and like Benny, chime in if you have some clarity you can offer on the situation. But the idea of like, first off, he's too old in medieval times to not already be married. Fine, whatever. They're adults. Um, instead of oh, I will marry somebody from the rival kingdom to then give us an alliance, or I'll just marry a duke's daughter who's of appropriate age so she's at the right social status. He did Cinderella, but nobody's asking. He did. I'm just go to every fucking town and city and hamlet in the kingdom and find the baddest bitch in the kingdom, regardless of social status, stature, stature, and marry her. Yeah, I don't he was know. the original Drake. <laughs> 
That was good. Um, I mean, okay, fine. Let it go, I guess, is the real answer. It's a fairy tale. But it's like, because especially well, within Humperdinck's mind, because later we, we, it doesn't matter if we got our order. Humperdinck, oh, I have this whole time I plan to kill my bride and then blame it on this rival kingdom so I can go to war with this rival kingdom. Why? I mean, he's got a general. Like, why not just, I don't know, fucking kill your general and be like, they killed our general or kill hmm. a fucking. Maybe the general's useful. Kill a cousin. I don't know. Kill somebody. Why they gotta kill your wife? Why find a stranger and kill her? Oh, that's why that's why he's dating four. Oh, to find somebody who's both disposable but beloved. You're hot, I'm gonna have sex with you, then I'm gonna kill you, then we get to go to mm. war with uh, some fucking country I just made up. It's all exploitation. Honestly, perfect plan. Mm. Now it makes sense. Yeah. I will admit I was a little tuned out of like the whole political situation. I mean, I vaguely got that like she got kidnapped and they were taking her to the other kingdom. Mm-hmm. And maybe you can illuminate what was going on there. Right. But I was kind of like, um, yeah, I mean, you, you know, uh, go for it. Go for it. Yeah. So but- Buttercup's betrothed to Humperdinck. And then she's out um, horseback riding. And then Walls, Sean, Andre the Giant, and Mandy Patinkin um, are like, gotcha, bitch. And they're taking her to like the border of Florin and fictional country. And then, oh, but it seems like some some ship has been following us the whole time. How he knew exactly where she'd be, it's fine. It's a nice movie. It's it's basically 90 minutes. So we'll we'll perhaps condone corner skipping, right? Yeah. So oh man, this guy's following us up the cliff and he's climbing the rope. All right. I wall Sean, inconceivable, dinner with Andre. I'm going to tell y'all, keep him busy. So first, he has to sword fight Mandy Patinkin. Love Mandy Patinkin. Did y'all watch Criminal Minds? No, Uh, I haven't. Really? Okay. Uh, It's not great. It's definitely a procedural. But, like, yeah, Mandy Patinkin's in that shit, too. And I was like, hey, Mandy Patinkin. No (laughs) follow-up questions? No follow-up questions? No, I was thinking you were getting... Yeah, I I love it. No, no, no. My my uh my one trivia thing is uh you know the cliffs of insanity, which is what they scale. Um, obviously, a lot of it is like built set and it's filmed on a stage, but the establishing shot is actually the cliffs of Moor in Ireland, Ooh. which, if you guys know, is a very popular destination that is photographed time and time again on Instagram. Yeah. Um, and I've been there once, but it, it is like it, it's pretty cool. Um, did you post the cliffs? Did you post the cliffs on your Instagram? Uh, yeah, I did. I posted part go. of it. There, You're yeah. part of the problem. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, I'm not mad but, at it. But when I was there, I had already watched The Princess Bride, and I was like, oh, shit, I'm here. Yeah, you're at the cliffs of insanity. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's go. Like, the three, I'll, like, call these the three trials were, like, mm-hmm. like, you know the the guy who's following them is wesley right and he he is chasing you know trying to get his princess bride back and these three trials are like honestly my favorite part of the movie like i I think it's it's very entertaining the dialogue is just so sharp and especially like how it kind of ends uh which we can discuss more with wallace sean is like i could watch that scene over and over again it's like yeah if I, if I was to rank the three bits, it's either uh, Mandy Patinkin, Wallace Shawn, then the Andre the Giant bit, or Struggle, Trial. But yeah, the, the, uh, the Montoya bit, where it's like, oh, we're fencing. We're saying fencing words, and I don't know fencing words. So these are perhaps great. Apparently, they trained and did 99% of that fight themselves. Like, that's actually them sword sure. fighting. Yeah. Yeah. And they trained. I just like that they had, like, an Olympic bar. Mm-hmm. Like, Halfway through the scene, where oh, it's yeah, just like, eh, let's just go ahead, jump on this, <laughs> just and then perfectly dismount. Yep, just get into that, and and so of course, uh, the man in black, uh, Wesley, he he beats uh, Montoya, and then he just run up a hill, and then Andre the Giant uh, chucks a rock. It's much less uh, refined than this fencing battle we just saw. Just like, all right, rock throw, activate. <laughs> And, and, yeah, have you ever seen that picture of uh andre the giant holding a beer can no is it like a thimble or some shit oh my god <laughs> you know those like little tiny half cans of coke you can get on airplanes that always yeah. are like not enough to actually satiate you it's mm-hmm. like legit looks like it's meant for a hamster 
And yeah. apparently he like has the Guinness Book of World Records for drinking 78 beers in one sitting. Ugh. And he like left the bar. What? How, yeah. just, well, I mean, the dude's insane. what, seven feet tall and 390 pounds or something? Mm-hmm. I mean, he I had gi- gigantism. He had mass. Yeah. 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 Burly dude, dude. Dumb thick. Yeah. It's dummy thick. I'm trying. I'm trying to attack the man in black, but the the clapping sound on my dummy thick ass cheeks is alerting all the guards. Yep. Do you like that, Garrett? Love that, Benny. Uh, yeah. So anyway, yeah. somehow he manages to actually like get on the dude's back and choke him out. Where they can choke yeah. old baby. It, that choke did not look good. I'm it like, was not a, no. Yeah. You're also. It's like there's no way he's going up against this guy. No fucking way. Well, he's also like, I, I, it's harder to fight one dude at a time. I'm used to fighting 12 dudes at once. I'm like, okay, well, if you Excuses. can do that, I feel like we can go ahead and fuck up Pretty Boy here. But sure, let's go with it. He beats him via the power of plot. Mm-hmm. The power of plot compels you. And so lastly, it really does. lastly it's the, it's like that that scene. You know, never mind. I was about to do a Harry Potter reference. It's not necessary. Uh, but yeah, Wallace Shawn and the poison and inconceivable. And Plato's dumbass, and I'm great. And frankly, Australia—that's where I was. Australia. That's 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 what they were talking about. Who was talking about Australia? The the oh yes no, no, yes no. yes. It's like where was I? It's like Australia. Oh okay People yeah, yeah, yeah. In Australia, and I don't, oh, I don't know because he had no fucking answer. Right right. What the population of Australia thinks of this? Movie. It's okay because Wallace Shawn had power over Manny Patinkin and Andre the Giant. He's like, listen, I'm the brains of this operation, and I'm like, right. are you? You rather in this scenario, you had nothing going. You were just saying shit, you know. Let's just let's just put it this way, and I don't mean to offend, but uh, Wallace Shawn's character, who I believe is named what Vicini, right? Vizini or something. Vizini, yeah. He's the type of person to have a podcast in that time and era. <laughs> you know, it's like, Fuck you. It's like that's his uh, that's his value to the world. Yeah. Well, listen, you're on he one too. Love to hear himself talk, and which is he had a recording of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Actually, that character—that's that is. 100% I mean, okay. True. Question for you guys: If you were in that situation with the cups, like which cup would you choose? Like, so basically, to set us up is like, um, you know, Wesley gets there, and uh, Wallace Shawn's character—I'm sorry, Vicini—is yeah. uh, is like, okay, let's do Battle of the Wits because you bested my my the the sorcerer right you've bested my brawler and now can you beat me in the battle of the wits whatever um and wesley puts like he takes the two cups that they're drinking from which i assume Mm -hmm. is like some kind of wine and he has this poison and he doesn't show which cup he puts it in and he places it back and so now vicini has to basically decide is he going to take the cup that was placed in front of him or the one that is in front of wesley if you guys were Vicini, what would you choose and what's the logic behind it? Ooh, Gary, you want to go first? Sure. Uh, I don't know. I think it's a, uh, I would take the one that's in front of me. Yeah. Based solely on the idea that I think the logical thing for someone to do is to assume that you'd want to make some sort of move and switch the glasses. But you know that I know that. <laughs> so I can't pick the glass in front, in front of, of me. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, you, you just keep talking at your ass before you, <laughs> you knock over both glasses and then you just try and choke them. That's what it is. I can't trust either of these. Yes, yes. What yeah. did you um, dude, it what, what the that's why that scene's great because the thought process he goes it's through is 100% Boca doing it's this like if I asked you 30 seconds later, you would change your mind, right? Like, that's the kind of question it is. It's a, that fucking flip a coin is, but I know nothing about the per- yeah, yeah, who placed it in front of me matters a bit, and yeah, that's I what have, I, I would like. You know how indecisive am I? I would like take the two cups and I would just like without looking, just like switch them back and forth. And then I would just choose a random one and be like, well, it's a 50-50 chance I might die, but whatever. At least I don't have to choose my death. You know, I'll let yeah. the fates decide, whatever. Exactly. Or pre- either pretend to drink and not actually drink. You know, just have like That's up true. against your teeth. It's a useful skill in this day and age, too. Exactly. All right. So he he has an imme- both cups of poison. And the man in black is immune to that poison because he trained himself to do that. Okay. A lot of loose poops in that training process. And so, uh, yeah, yeah. So it's like, all right, gotcha, Buttercup. Um, and they're and you're running, and he's really being really mean to her and shit. And she's like, my lover died. He's like, oh yeah. Well, why are you married to so and so? Why are you married to the prince? 
fair questions like well i thought my lover is dead so what am i going to do the princess to marry me um it's like well true love and blah 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 they see mind you the whole time the prince in his uh royal court in his sidekick the duke or the count or something they're chasing the dread pirate roberts who is chasing uh uh mandy patinkin and wallace shot in them so it's just a chain of people all after buttercup oh okay buttercup season like all right Kind of fuck that guy, but really fuck you because I think you're a pirate. So push. He says, as oh. you wish. And it's like, oh, fuck, I pushed my lover. And in, in, in one of the funniest, like, rolling down the hill bits. Yeah. I mean, I've seen a lot of movies with that bit where it's just like the guy rolls down the hill and it just keeps happening for like a minute. <laughs> it's, like it's like hilarious. It's still getting, you know. He, he should have been done rolling or he should have been dead more realistically because right, right. I was steep. Um, this entire movie just feels like a bunch of Monty, Monty Python sketches that they just stitch together and give it a loose rom- like romantic plotline and we're like, fuck it. That's the thing, right? It feels very Monty Python, but it's American. You know, it was directed by Rob Reiner um, and who like, put it out. Yeah, it was put out by like 20th Century Fox. Yeah. So, yeah. Will- William a- Goldman wrote it. Uh, yeah, he, he wrote the he book. He wrote the book that, and then later adapted it, but he, you might know him, he wrote Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid and All the President's Men, like Mm. guy has range like yeah it's like it's incredible that like this thing exists you know yeah good for him that's that's a right that's a writer you know that's a real hooper you know with that all over the place anytime any genre so now now buttercup and wesley are down in this ditch and they make out a little bit and it's like oh well now i'm trying to get away from them because i don't want to get married now so let's go into what's it called the pit of this no the fire swamp fire swamp Fire swamp. You're thinking of the pit of despair. That's from another movie, right? Yeah, the the pit of despair is fucking never ending story. Yeah, that's what what I was thinking. And so before we venture ourselves into a metaphorical and verbal fire swamp, we're going to take a quick commercial break, come back and finish the back half of the movie. And we're back. Uh, The Dread Pirate Roberts turned out to be Wesley. Buttercup and Wesley rolled down a hill, made out. Now they're going to the fire swamps. Sounds like Garrett's butt. Um, hey, <laughs> fucking sick romance, bromance, uh, romance. Benny, walk us through the fire swamps. Yeah, uh, I mean, it is exactly what it sounds like. It's a like they have kind of have to escape into it because the the you know Humperdink and all his men are chasing yeah. them. So <laughs> they're going through this, and it is swampy. There's like quicksand everywhere. Um, and then there are parts where there aren't quicksand, there's fire and lava basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not doing a very good job of explaining it, but there are also creatures and, uh, rodents of unusual size. Those are very, uh, it did not age well. You know, you can tell it's like, just, Oh know, yeah. Like <laughs> it's just straight up a dude in a rat costume. That's yeah. my favorite fucking part. They also lean so far into the camp in this movie because they just don't give a shit. So it's just mm-hmm. like, these are all sound stages. This is a dude in a rat costume. These yes. are like, you can practically see the like metal tube where the fire's shooting out as they're walking through the little shitty forest. It's great. <laughs> you know, it's not unlike walking through Times Square because, you, you know, you see, you see like mm-hmm. people in giant rat costumes in New York City for some reason. And they're just like walking around. That's and, a, that sounds like a great New York City game. Man in rat costume or just the actual size of New York City rats. Wait, Garrett, have you made it out to New York yet? Uh, this is my cousin, yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you hadn't been. Yes. Yeah. 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 The, the, the thing that bothered me about the rodents of the usual size is oh no, this giant rat is trying to eat Wesley. Buttercup is watching. She's yeah, just yeah, like, she's so fucking useless. And she's she's enjoying like a giant ass tree branch. And it's just like, because you and think she comes for her. She doesn't even move. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Damsel in distress, classical. And this is also the 80s. Fine. But she picks up a tree branch and, she's, and it's there. And Wesley's drawing aggro. So it's like, oh, okay, she's about to bonk it. She doesn't fucking bonk it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And not to get too into like, you know, the, no, we, that's what we the, the animal kingdom of, of it all. But I, I imagine like if you're a rodent and you live in the fire swamp, like when you have over time developed some kind of immunity or like protection against the fire, and like the rodent just dies from the fire. And it's like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> I mean, it's like, yeah, uh, I was trying to think what a, what animal lives near water but could also drown. 
I mean, the entire situation makes no sense. It's like, let's take a really wet swamp. We're going to fill it with fire, and now there's rats that easily burst into flames. I mean, (laughs) if if you pull out any of these threads, the whole fucking thing's coming down. It could be like the the swamp is on a sulfur deposit, and so that's where the fire's coming from. Hmm. But then what's igniting the sulfur? Anywho. Chipotle. Ew. (laughs) All right. So they make it out the swamp, and immediately Humperdinck's like, yeah, we just went around. (laughs) Um and they did honestly smart man yeah and it's like princess buttercup's like if you don't if i just go with you willingly will you not kill him and it's like yes fingers are crossed wink wink. Wink. look straight at camera does a gym shrug yeah yeah this thing never works it's like oh do you promise to let them go like no we can't trust him you're not negotiating anything once you give yourself over right yeah what's your leverage Yeah, I'm lying to you to make this easier right now. And so he tells his boy, take him to my pleasure chambers slash uh, torture thingy in the middle of the forest. And <laughs> take him to the red room. Exactly. And uh, Buttercup, you're back with me because we're still getting married, even though it's clear you don't want me and I don't even like you. So, okay. Honestly, the marriage made heaven. Right. And so... The buttercup is like, oh, and also the the count, the the Humperdinck's number two guy, he has six fingers on his right hand, on his, well, one of his hands. He has six fingers. It's his right hand. Yeah, yeah. And like uh, Gil Montoya has this whole thing. He's like, the man who killed my father, he had six fingers. And I've been searching for the past 20 years for that man. It's like, okay, anime. Um, <laughs> and he's a swordsman. I'll watch. Right, right. I'll mm-hmm. watch. And and the whole thing. Well, not to go further into the anime thing, because yeah, uh, you and me. Watch I love some anime. Anime is like the whole thing where it's like I'm fighting with my left hand, and then or like oh yeah, right, and then reveal that I'm not that hand. Push his like, glasses up. It's such <laughs> yeah, it's such an anime thing. It's like oh oh, it turns out I'm wearing this weight. Let me take off this weight, and I'm mm-hmm. actually really fast. It's like exactly. the same thing. Left um, hand, right hand. It happened in uh, Prince of Tennis. The guy, right, the, the right. Prince of Tennis, is like, "Oh, you have me on the ropes, but I'm actually other handed." And then he wins. Right, right. It's yeah. like anyway. The conclusion of Princess Bride is basically an anime. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in the meantime, Wesley's getting tortured by this like weird pale dude. And they're saying that they put some clamps in your nipples. And some shit up against your ears. Dude, I fucking love that guy so much because they have him like do the whole like hunchback of Notre Dame thing, and mm-hmm. then he comes out and he's like, "I'm going to torture you." <clears throat> and then he just comes out with like a full Bronx accent, like yeah. the whole fucking shit changes. He's just a guy. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, just because I'm pale and covered in baby powder and or coke doesn't mean uh <laughs> I don't speak normal. Mm-hmm. So that's happening there, right? And then Buttercup's back there. Buttercup shit doesn't matter right now. She's like, "This sure does suck." But what? Oh, makes a deal with uh, Humperdinck. Wesley will still come for me. I'm say, how about this? Him, Humperdinck, knowing that Wesley's fucking trapped, torching, going to die soon. I'll get you write four letters. I'll send a ship to the north, to the east, the south, and the west, and then we'll find the Dread Pirate Roberts. And then if he comes back before the wedding, you can go with him. He won't be able to. I'm about to kill him. This guy just lies. But this is like, whatever. He lies to buy time. Right, right. Uh, she's an idiot, though. It's like you don't trust this dude, and you know he's a belligerent liar. And we keep making deals with him that are so thinly veiled, and that you have no evidence of. But like, what are we thinking at this point? Well, that's the thing. She does not know he's a liar yet, because so far it's. Well, been... I mean, anyone with the ears and eyes. I mean, yeah, like... I mean, we know because the vibes. But when you're in the movie, mm-hmm. you can't. Uh... You can't sense the vibes. Yeah, you can't sense the vibes in the film. So she still goes along with that bullshit. And then uh, the uh, Humperdinck's pissed off because Buttercup's like, oh, man, I sure do love um, I sure do love Wesley and you suck and you're not Wesley. Turn this torture machine up. We're going to kill, kill. And then he dies kind of. Yeah, he's mostly yeah. dead. He's mostly dead. Um, but thankfully, uh, Mady Patinkin and Andre the Giant, they come, they save him. Because uh, they were hanging out, and then it's like, okay, we'll take him to the miracle worker guy. Okay, y'all just know either the devil or Jesus if he's doing these miracles. He's fucking Lazarus, this guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Billy Billy Crystal's a miracle worker. Everybody, 
They really could have done a pretty great sequel to this movie where it turns out when he brings someone back from the dead, they come out all fucked up. Oh, no. God, you want a zombie movie with Billy Crystal? I mean, they did Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. You might as well fucking do it. You might as well do it. Shout out last week's episode with Warm Bodies. What a mistake of a film. Um, just, just trash. Just. Yeah. They could have called it like Reheated Plotline. I think that would have been a way better title. Zing. Right. So uh, Mac- Miracle Max, Billy Crystal, revives the mostly dead Wesley. Uh, but he's all like slumped over. He's like the bride who killed Bill at the beginning where she can't wiggle her toes. Right. Yeah. Good reference. Thank you. Benny, who was the woman who was Billy Crystal's uh, wife in the hut? Uh, I don't know. I'd have to look that up. Oh, OK. I, I just kind of assume, you know, you know, everybody. Well, I actually didn't know that was Billy Crystal at all until I looked it up. I was like, oh. they did such a good job with the prosthetics that, like, he is completely unrecognizable. Yeah, yeah. So that was really good, right? Yeah. So, all right. The, we got uh, Guillermo Montoya, and we got Andre the Giants, and we got Wesley, and we're going to storm the castle. But his body's all limp. And, right. uh, and they're like, oh, there's 60 dudes in front of here. But Andre the Giant happened to steal a cloak of fire invincibility. Um, he's like, yeah, I was just back there. And it's like, motherfucker, but sure, fuck it, let's go. Also, he's totally full of shit. Because earlier he's like, normally I'm used to fighting twelve dudes at a time, and Ego Montoya's like, okay, so like, how many of the thirty or whatever dudes can you take? He's like, at most like ten. I'm like, which one's Cap? Like, yeah, full of shit earlier. You're full of shit now. Pick one of the numbers. He's making excuses. He's he's lying about his bench max, you know. He's got to under-promise so he can over-deliver. You know, it's that kind of thing. <laughs> but he has it backwards a little bit. Um, so, all right, they come up with a, a elaborate scheme involving Andre the Giant wearing the fire cloak, being lit on fire, claiming to be the Dread Pirate Roberts, and scaring away all these stupid peasant folk who believe in ghosts and such. Right, right. Right, because they're guarding the gate. Oh, because the wedding's happening. Because, oh, it's time set. Uh, Time sensitive, no take backs. It's like I am the dread pirate Roberts. Even if we get married to her, you think we're gonna live normal? No, I'm gonna yeah. take yeah. So fine, get married. I'm still swoop, and then we'll go be pirates like fucking Orlando Bloom and Kira Knightley. Right, right. Yeah. And the one there, yeah, the the later the loophole is like because she didn't say I do, which is yeah. like. What, what do you mean? Like, Who cares? Didn't they also use that in a series of unfortunate events where it's like you fucking signed a paper with her left hand or something? Or yes. oh, fingers crossed God. or said, yes. uh Yeah. He's like, I'm uh, not, not really sure any of these things would hold up in court, but, you know, Godspeed. Well, like the, a series of unfortunate events should hold up because fucking Violet Baudelaire was a child. Yeah. yeah. Olaf wasn't a pedophile, but like he was, it was all about the money. But like he sucked in a mil- million other ways. Um, why are you yeah. eyebrowing like Olaf was a pedophile? Like, oh, you guys don't know Garrett? No, wait, I was doing it. You're, you're doing your eyebrow thing, like, ah, oh, yeah. Oh, no, I can't thinking about it. You were just, you just thinking, I, I well, because what, what I read those books, I was this like, you were like fucking 12, so it was That's like, true. you don't think of like, oh, he's an adult marrying a child. Mm. So, I, when you just said that, I was like, oh, yeah, actually, that would have been the legal loophole is you can't marry kids. Yeah, turns out that's a thing in the legal system. Very gross, but you know these fuckers—they get away with it. So, all right, they get they get through the gate. That's step one for the final boss dungeon raid. Um, okay, Guillermo Montoya is just looking for a guy with the uh, six fingers. Hey, that's the guy with six fingers. The the count or the duke, the douche. All right, we're scrapping, but the guy just runs. She's such a pussy. You you miss smart the the iconic line. I mean, oh, I give it! We, I think we gotta yeah, give. Do a, it. I, th- I think we all need to do a line reading of it. We. Oh. It's, uh... <laughs> no, you do it first. You do it first. Sure, sure. It's uh, my name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Wait, see now I'm questioning how to properly say his first name. How is Inigo Montoya? I don't know. He says he's a Spaniard. Uh, you need a little bit of that. Where's Benny I don't want to offend anyone, but uh, I don't <laughs> think he is Spanish. I mean, I. Doubt it. Maybe Tink is not Spanish. Yeah, there's. I mean, there is a like a Spanish flair to the whole thing, right? Or is there? There's also like a talent, like the scene. Oh yeah, it's it's fun. It's fun Europe. This is where this movie takes place. It's a mix of everything. Yeah, romance languages, baby. Like anyway, I I would say that line is actually like how I first got to know this movie because like 
even before I watched this movie, it's like this movie is so memed, and this mm-hmm. line is like the most famous thing that like I just had knowledge of this movie. Exactly. I, I had knowledge of this movie through this line, and I was like, what is that from? And then I had to watch it, you know. And then you watch it, yeah. All right. So Garrett, you want to do the line reading? Oh shit. Uh wait, was it murdered or killed? I was talking uh, about uh you killed my father. Oh, okay. Well, fuck, I'm wrong. Uh yeah. Uh yeah, so it's like uh my name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father, prepared to die. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah. That's a very no, like horrible fact. Garrett's like, uh oh. Yeah. I good. leaned too hard uh, to the accent. Uh, t- take it easy, fucking Jack Black doing uh, Lucha Libre. Um, hell yeah. Or Will that? Ferrell and whatever the hell that movie was. Yeah. All right. Casa de mi padre. <laughs> well, that, that was going so far. That's like, okay. It's, I need to watch it again, though. All right. And I just played straight. I'm like, hi, my name is Nigo Montoya. <laughs> All right. It's like you your customer killed, service. Yeah, yeah. You killed my dad. <laughs> Prepared to die. <laughs> You killed my daddy. But not okay. I'm not going to say you killed my daddy. Daddy's different, Benny. Then he just moans. Oh, Jesus. Right, right, right. All right. Infiltrate the castle. And so Inigo's chasing Six Finger Duke the whole time, right? And the guy gets around the corner and just does throwing knife, insta kill Call of Duty. Um, but he's like, what's that? What's, what's that uh, fucking perk you could have in Call of Duty where you can still shoot on your back? He does that. So. Inigo Montoya is like, fuck it, I'm not going to die, and I'm just going to fence you, and I'm going to keep saying my catchphrase. My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Pop, 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 pop. Kills him. Score. Yeah. And then, uh, what's his face? Wesley, he got enough energy to creep back into Buttercup's uh, bed chambers, A, um, and she gets there because she just got married, and they make out. Yay. And then the, the fucking asshole shows up because he, he still half body is asleep. Uh, asshole that was hunt- some gangster shit, though, because like the Prince King dude shows up. He's like, I'm going to kill you, whatever. Get You know, I don't believe yeah. you have enough strength to move. He's like, maybe I do. Maybe I don't. But I'll tell you what I am going to do, because I think it's just kind of stalling. He's yeah. like, I'm going to cut your feet off. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And then you cut my tongue out. And he's like, no, I'm not. I'm going to cut your hands off below the wrist. He's like, yeah, yeah. And then he's like, no, I'm going to leave your ears. But I'm going to cut out what your left eye, then I'm going to cut out your right eye. And, and then I want your ears in perfect tact. So then that way, when you walk around town and people are shrinking and holding each other, trying to run away from the monster that they see, you can hear mm-hmm. everything through your perfect ears. I was like, dude, that's some fucked shit. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so thoroughly savage that mm-hmm. I'm so impressed. I'm so impressed. Yeah. Yeah. That shit was great. Meanwhile, and he does none of that shit. It is time to a fucking comfy chair. Oh, yeah. That's not enough. Yeah. Kill him. No. He gets he gets no comeuppance in the entire movie. He just goes back to being the king. Like you need to kill him because he's going to go after you. You need to kill him because he shouldn't be king. Um, and you need to kill him for like you know resolution. It feels good. Yeah, because it feels good. That's why you got to kill him. It's all those reasons together. Words to live by, honestly. <laughs> and then every, all the good guys are still alive. By the way, all all the good guys are and still none alive. none of them bled, bled out. Sure. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, you know, he took a twelve-inch knife to the stomach in fifteen eighty. He pretty much just come back. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, Inigo Montoya dies one week later of sepsis. <laughs> right, right. Later. They should have put yeah. that in the end titles, right? Like exactly. Like the they play. Don't you forget? It. It's like one week later, Inigo Montoya died of sepsis. It's like Buttercup and uh, Wesley, blah blah blah. And Andre the Giant started a tea shop. There we go. Yeah. Actually, what really happens is, yeah, they're hunched down for the rest of their lives. So you can't quit being the Dread Pirate Roberts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they and they make out. And then Ben Savage is like, I'm into girls now. And uh, the granddad. Fred Savage. Fred Savage. Wrong Savage, excuse oh. me. Fred Savage is like that. And it's like, okay, the end. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. 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 It's like this whole time it was just a story in a book in a movie. Yeah. Oh, it's not know. being featured in a podcast. It's, Wait, it's no. all well, very meta. The one part that was nice, you know. All right. So the whole reason Granddad was over reading to Fred Savage, like, oh, Fred Savage is homesick, and he, at first he's like, ah, I don't like the books, ah, video games, boys kissing, gross. But then he's like, hey, maybe you can come back and read the book to me again tomorrow. And then Granddad's like, as you wish. I was like, ah, ah, it's, it's very sweet. It's very that was sweet. nice. I think the whole like the whole Garrett's like you feelings. <laughs> Ew, I don't have feelings. Yeah. 
Icky. Yeah. So, uh, Benny, who'd you love? Uh, I mean, I, I love, I feel look, it's, there's a romance, right? And it's mm -hmm. like, kind of like they hit it over your head with it, where it's like a buttercup and Wesley. I think the true romance, you know, is between Anigo Montoya and Wesley, you know, when they're, when they're fighting on the cliff, <laughs> you know, they realize there's, they have a lot in common and they kind of bond over the fact that they, they both dedicate their lives mm -hmm. to something, the pursuit of something. And by the end, it's like, like, okay, you're the next Dread Pirate Roberts. I mean, there, there is, mm -hmm. That's that's what I like the most, like those two characters just just being best friends, you know. <laughs> I just like you're you're here for the male friendship. I am. I'm here for the bromance. I mean, I'm on the bromance podcast. Uh, What's going on? You said the titular line. The titular line. Yeah, uh, Gary, who'd you love? Billy Crystal. Oh, it's just even we it was skipped like 10 over seconds. their entire scene, but like that, like four minutes of Billy Crystal was fucking great. Also, I like that the way to bring yourself back from the dead is just basically dip a fig in chocolate, and the two of them are like, "You think this is gonna work?" They're like, "No fucking way." Yeah, <laughs> that that was good. Yeah, no, I mean, in general, I love Billy Crystal. Um, here's the thing: I don't know if I loved Ro I don't know if I loved Buttercup or if I just love Robin Wright. And then I'm asking myself, why do I you think love Robin Wright? One. Yeah. Well, I think it can be both, right? Yeah. It can this be. was also one of her like first movie roles. Yeah. Uh yeah. She was very young. And like I was I was surprised to even see her the first time watching. I was like, wow. Yeah. No, she was 21, I think, if I'm doing this math correctly. Wow. Wow. Imagine, I mean, what being 21 is like, I mean, I don't know if, what was going on in her life, but that was the age we kind of got out of college. It's like yeah. just doing this movie right out of college. I mean, Jesus, yeah, that'd be a good fucking role, wouldn't it? Yeah. Sarah, I just graduated from acting school. I hope I get something. It's like, hey, do you want to be in the fucking Princess Bride? So, well, you don't know it's going to be big. It's like, okay, I'll do this. Yeah, and then yeah. it turns out to be do gangbusters. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Yeah. So, um, do I love Wesley? I mean, Wesley's great. All the, all the good guys are great, is the thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, just broad strokes rooting for them. Yes. I mean, except for, I mean, like, Wallace Shawn just dies. And it's like, he's not a good guy. And it was like, oh, let's replace, let's, like, Wesley, you can join our trio. It's like, we forgot about that yeah. guy. He just yeah. Died. It's like, you got, you got brains too. You can carry this load. He's the only person that dies in the entire movie. No, no, the Six Fury Duke. Oh, yeah, those two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, fine. Two people. Yeah, but otherwise, pretty deathless. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the rat, the rodent, you know? Yeah, rats aren't people. <laughs> Uh, um all right what's the other question do they last wesley and buttercup fucking last yeah i mean they have to it's literally a storybook a, a world that they create 100 yes you can want the fact a it's a storybook so the story ends ergo they lasted b it's medieval times so people get divorced That's and true. uh c true love that's go. true i i would say if i were to say at the beginning of the movie i would say they don't last because the power dynamic is off you know like she kind of employs him and he's doing everything mm -hmm. he wants but i think the power dynamic kind of shifts and that's what's great about you know romance is like there's always a balance and i think through the movie he comes yeah. back and like he's not just he's not just the as you wish guy you know he's as you wish plus more <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> He doesn't just say where he now he can sword fight. Now he yeah, he he definitely glue glowed up in his uh internship as a pirate. He did, he did. Yeah. He started slicking his hair back, he started wearing all black. Um, I'm sure he got some lifts in and yeah, and uh learned how to fence and to right, and right. to drink poison. I mean, the guy survived pretty like toxic work environments, right? Like first he was working as a stable boy, and then he was working for this pirate who was like basically like uh, you know, I might kill you tomorrow. I might. That's not a good like, way to like, live. That's not, not what you want for it's, yourself. It's like having a boss who's like, "Oh, I might fuck. I might fire you." It's like so every single fucking day for like three years, and then <laughs> so, he's like, "I'm retiring. You're in charge now, Charlie." Right. Um, right. Yeah. All right. Lastly, uh, Benny, rate the movie on a scale of one to ten. Oh, that's tough. I it's between a seven and an eight for me. I, I think. I think. That's a range. That's that's an infinite number of numbers okay, about decimals. Five, 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 five. <laughs> it's uh, I mean, can I go decimals? Can I say seven point five? Tenth, tenth place. Yeah, yeah, you, can, right, you right, can say five, seven five. five. But I would say, okay, screw it. I'll say eight just because Ooh. of it's it's good. It's a good movie. Plus, 
there's a lot of like memeability and conversation around it, which just elevates it to a whole nother level. It's like, I think I enjoy it more because I can engage in conversations like this and just like revisit it from time to time again. So, yeah. Gary, how about go. you? So uh, historically, this was always one of those movies that I was like, like, I fucking hate this movie because it was always the movie that was like on TBS while I had the stomach flu as a kid. So it's like, I'd only, I'd seen this movie like 30 times in like 20 minute intervals and every single time I had the flu. Mm. So I was like, fuck this movie, fuck Fred Savage. Like, <laughs> I, I don't care about any aspect of this. It's all stupid. But rewatching it, like not having the stomach flu and not being 12, honestly, it's pretty good. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to go seven and a half. Oh yeah. Yeah. See, that's where I am too. I'm giving this 7.5. I'm like, oh yeah, I like this. I don't know why it's, it's not definitely not cracking the top 10. It's so technically sound. I love Rob Reiner, great actors. You know, I love me some Mandy Patinkin, love Robin Wright, casually enjoy uh Carrie Elwes. So I'm like, oh yeah. Um, but I don't know. It, uh, it's like, oh, okay, this is good, but it's definitely not my top 10, but it's great. It's yeah. good. Yeah, we all yeah. aligned. We, we we found our scores, yeah. we talked the film. Yeah, that, that's that was painless, right, Benedict? That wasn't as bad as you thought it was going to be. It was it was extremely painless. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like my ex-wife. All right, uh, Benny, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, podcasts, movies, films, scripts, whatever. Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, I, I I I did a well. This is kind of I feel like I don't even know if it's relevant anymore. But yeah, I, re- I released a narrative podcast in January of twenty twenty one called admit it and it's uh and actually boca has a little bit of a cameo in there cameo so you're a fan of boca and this <laughs> podcast then they just then migrate over <laughs> right it's like yeah that but, guy uh, again <laughs> but yeah it's a, it's a narrative podcast kind of like high school true crime satire and it's very fun and uh i greatly enjoyed making it so yeah you guys have the patience you can yeah. listen to it everybody go check out admit it uh, available on all major streaming platforms. Uh, you can follow more Bromance podcast stuff, anchor.fm slash Bromance pod, Twitter, Instagram at podcast Bromance. Um, Garrett and I are on the internet too. Um, thanks for coming next week. Actually, we're not sure what we're doing next week. Yeah, but just listen and uh, follow. Thanks, sure. everybody. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thank you.